you that we've been born into the kingdom of God and we now have this Holy Spirit as our empowering and life. We pray this morning that the Holy Spirit would stir himself among us and stir up the gifts of God that are within us. We know there's important work ahead in these last days. We want to be your witnesses. And toward that end, we open the Bible this morning. Teach us what it means to be a witness. And some practical ways we can be a witness. We commit this time in your hands. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. As you know, October 5th, a gospel meeting is coming. And our brothers asked if I might not just share a word about this matter of witnessing the gospel. This matter of being a witness is from the beginning of the Bible to the end. If you want a picture of what a witness is, it was the Ark of the Covenant with the testimony of God in it. The Ark of the Testimony. The word testimony and witness are the same. A witness is a person. The testimony is the content. Wherever Israel went, it went with its testimony being carried that God is God. In the book of Isaiah, when the children of Israel were backsliding away, Isaiah prophesied beginning in chapter 40 through 49. He called Israel back to its original purpose. And what was that? You are my witnesses. I am the only God. I am the only rock. I am the only Savior. You should study that section in Isaiah. Because it clearly says, you as my people are my witnesses. Now we remember, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell upon the saints. And what was their first job? Witnesses. Let's read a few scriptures that talk about this, beginning in books of Acts, chapter 1. We'll just look at verse 8. You know this passage well. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the remotest parts of the earth. And then let's look at these saints 
just newly saved and filled with the Holy Spirit in chapter 2. And verse 46. Day by day they continued with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. Now you notice his witnesses. And whenever they gathered, it testified to the life of Christ. Whether it was down in the temple, maybe one of the apostles would share testimony regarding their Lord Jesus. But also in the evening from house to house, they were witnesses. And the Lord was saving day by day those who were being saved. We find another wonderful mention of witnesses in Acts chapter 5. And in verse 32. Now I hope you have a Bible with you because we're going to go through 15 more scriptures. Alright. Acts 5.32. Peter says, and we are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey. Now here is a secret of witness. When the witnesses testify of the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit also witnesses to the people who are here. So it's more than just a human witness. When you say Jesus rose from the dead and he's risen to be your Lord and Savior, now the Holy Spirit says that in people's hearts. Because what you said was true. And whenever we are witnesses, the Holy Spirit is a witness. Now let's look in Acts chapter uh, 16. We just want to see this wonderful little story uh, regarding the household of the Philippian jailer. In verse 25, we have the story. At about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there came a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were unfastened. Uh,二十五节,约在半夜,保罗和希拉祷告,唱诗赞美神,众囚犯也侧耳听,固然地大震动,甚至监牢的地基都摇动了,监门立刻全开。When the jailer awoke and saw the prison doors doors opened, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, Don't harm yourself. We're all here. 
And he called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas and said, Sirs, what must we do to be saved? Paul and Silas said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him together with all who were in his house. And he took them that very hour of the night and washed their wounds. And immediately he was baptized, he and all his household. And he brought them into his house and set food before them and rejoiced greatly, having believed in God with his whole household. 32节,他们就把主的灶讲给他和他全家的人听。当夜就在那时候,仅足把他们带去,洗他们的伤,他和属乎他们的人,他的人立时都受了喜。Ever since we came to the Lord Jesus and we've been saved, we belong to the family of God. Every one of us, born by His precious blood, is a child of God. Now we're also members of the body of Christ. And as members of that body, we should be functioning and building up one another in the house of God. But we have a third and very important ministry, and that is of being a witness. Now, actually, it doesn't talk about being a witness. It seems to always refer to this matter in the plural. You are witnesses. Now, it's one thing for us, and we all need to be faithful to our Lord. We bear witness to the Lord Jesus. But this matter of being witnesses is important. The effectiveness of the Holy Spirit's presence depends upon us being together in this matter of witness. Now you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and ye shall be my witnesses. Didn't say, Peter, you'll be my witness. All of you who've received the Holy Spirit are my witness. Now, there's some Christians today who say, no, nah, I'm not a witness. We have some Christians today who say, I want to be one day. But every Christian already is a witness. You may be a crummy witness, a bad witness, but you are a witness. Because everybody that knows you're a Christian, they're looking to see the light of Christ in you. So I often tell the teenagers, so why are you wearing a bushel basket covering yourself up? Do you hide a light under a bushel? What happens? 
发生什么事了？他们还能闻到一些味道，好像是基督的味道。So we all are witnesses, but don't you want to be a faithful witness? This is really the key to the Lord saving those day by day. Not, not only at the temple, but we read this wonderful little story about the jailer. Now Paul and Silas were singing Christian hymns. Now the jailer was listening and he fell asleep. The music was so good. And then an earthquake came. All the doors opened, all the chains fell off. The jailer saw the chaos, he took a sword to kill himself. Paul said, no, 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 don't do that. And then finally the jailer came, fell down, said, what must I do to be safe? So now what were Paul and Silas singing about? How to get saved. The guy heard it. Plus, probably Paul said, Hey, by the way, jailer, you know how to get saved? But it, sometimes it takes an earthquake in somebody's life for them to wake up and say, How can I be saved? But now the jail is ready. Believe on the Lord Jesus. You will be saved. And your household. Now here is a wonderful promise tucked within this story. You see, God has a big plan. You realize you're part of a big plan, right? As we stand outside the kingdom of God, we see over the gate of the kingdom, whosoever believes will be saved. And so we receive Christ as our Savior and we enter through the gate. Now when we look back at the gate from the other side, now what does the gate say? Chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. Now you have to believe to get into the kingdom. But when you look back, you realize this was part of God's plan. He chose you to be saved. Now I want to take that a step further. If God chose you to be saved, he obviously doesn't just mean for you to be saved. But your household also. You may be the first person saved in your household. But if he saved you first, it's because you're the witness to lead the other of your family to Christ. 
如果他第一个让你得救，可能就让你成为见证人，让你把家人一个一个的带着得救。Now God doesn't make any mistake. 神不会做错的。Now why did He choose you? 为什么他拣选你呢 ？You're the worst. 你可能是你家最差的。You know I had a mom, a dad, two bro- a brother and a sister. 你看我有爸爸妈妈，我有一个姐姐，一个呃弟哥哥。They were all good people. 他们都是很好的人。I was bad. 我是不好，我很差。So God saved me first. 所以神第一个救我。It's God's joke. But then when I got saved, my mother got saved, my father got saved, my brother got saved, my sister got saved. Bing, bing, one year. I was just a door. He actually wanted my father, my mother, my brother, my sister, but he used me for the door. Do you think God made a mistake in and you being saved? The rest of your family is not saved. 你想神是不是做在做做了一个错事，让你得救，你的家人是没有得救呢 ？No, no, no. You have a special calling there. 不是，其实你有一个特别的呼召。But you should believe this promise. 你应该相信这个应许。Think about that. The jailer said, "I will be saved and my household." 想想那个镜子在说，我能够得救，还有我的全家吗 ？And he went over to the house, and his wife and his children all got saved, and the servants in the house as well. 他就回到家里，他的呃妻子、他的孩子，还有他的仆人都得救了。The j a i l o r an earthquake to get saved. 需要一个地震让才能让这个狱卒得救。The rest of the family got saved easy. 啊，其他的这些家家人得救都很容易了。Just needed a doorway. 可能就需要一个门。So many times the church begins to grow like this. You're preaching the gospel. Finally, somebody gets saved. Let's take somebody, you know, Andre. 比如说，我们用 Andre 来做例子。Andre gets saved. Andre 他得救。Who's Andre? Andre 是谁呢 ？But then Andre's relatives get saved. 然后 Andre 他的家人就得救了。And then somebody else gets saved, and their relatives get saved. 然后其他人得救，他的家另一个人的家人又得救。Now, have you ever been in a small church of God's people? It's usually like two or three families. That 其实就是两三个家庭 Because the door was open, they got saved. 因为那个门打开了，他们就得救了 This is God's promise for us. 这神给我们的应许 We are His witnesses. 我们是他的见证人 You have been specially equipped to deal with your household. 你是特别被神装备来传福音给你的家人 Maybe it's like me. You were the black sheep of the van. Or maybe you're the mama. Or you're the dad. Or you're the kid. Or you're the little kid. You're like David. The whole family said, "Who's David?" You're a little kid. King David brought the whole kingdom to Israel. So when you get saved, immediately you know you have some job. Now what's that? To be a witness. So important that we understand that. Now, because you have a special gift, we need to understand that household as your mission field. Uh, there in Acts chapter 16, 在使徒行传十六章 before it came to the jail, 当他们来到监狱的之前 we see、uh, just before that that Paul、uh, had been preaching、uh, in、uh, Philippi. 保罗那时就在腓立比讲道 and、uh, a woman had gotten saved. 有一个妇人得救 verse 14, 十四节 
A woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple fabrics, a worshiper of God, was listening and the Lord opened her heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household had been baptized, she urged us saying, if you've judged me faithful to the Lord, come in my house and stay. 素来敬拜神，他听见了，主就开导他的心，叫他留心听保罗所讲的话。他和他一家既领了喜，便求我们说：“你若以为我是真信主的，请到我家里来。”于是强留我们。Now back in the old days, a household was more than just a family. It also involved servants and people associated with the house. 在过去，一个家庭、一个家族，不只是一个家人，其实还包括他仆人，还有这些呃亲属。and so your household also is those people who are always around your house. They are your friends at school. They are the people you work with every day. This is your household. Now you have a particular influence in that household. And if you will be faithful in witness, the household will get saved. Now, so what do we know if you think of your household? What do we know? Being a witness in your house is the most difficult and the most fruitful witnessing you do. Let's turn to John chapter 1. Now, who was the who was the most big-headed apostle? Peter. He is a big shot. Had plaque on his wall, number one fisherman, Sea of Galilee. But who witnessed to him? And who brought him to Messiah? Andy. And Andrew found first his own brother Simon and said, We have found the Messiah, which translated means Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. 他先找到自己的哥哥西门，对他说：“我们遇见弥赛亚了。”弥赛亚翻出来就是基督。Now is it difficult for Andrew to witness to Peter? Big shot. 呃，让安德烈给他西门做见证，是不是很难呢？Of course. 的确是。Difficult.是很难的。But. 但是。Andrew had such enthusiasm. 但是安德烈有这样的热心。He had such a witness about it. 他有这样的见证。I think we found the Messiah. Come, come, come. No, 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 I got to count up my money from my last fishing trip. Andrew就说：“哎呀，不行不行，我要来从我上一次打鱼的数来数钱。”Andrew Great the fisherman for people. You are in a house. You may be big or small. 
You have an authority in that house. Because you know the people. You know what's wrong. You can pray for them. Now, so we learned that a witness's number one job is prayer. For those people you love, you need to pray. You see, this is where we come down to, well, how do I be a witness? And it involves self-denial. You know Psalm 126. And in verse 6, this is a wonderful word for us who would be witnesses. Psalm 126, verse 6. He who goes forth weeping, bearing his precious seed, shall indeed come again with a shout of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Look at this. A witness weeps for loved ones. Do you care for your loved ones that are heading surely to hell? Surely you can't be so self-centered that you don't weep for them. But of course, it's not enough just to weep for those who are lost. You need to scatter the seed of the word into their life. Some people get saved quickly, some people a long time. Be faithful. You're bearing precious seed. Every time you talk about Jesus the Savior, there's another seed put in the heart of that person. Now don't quit. Be faithful. Bear your precious seed. Even with weeping. And you know what will happen? One day you'll come back holding the heart. And what does it say? With joy. Listen, this is a witness. Of course you have to sacrifice to be a witness. Of course you you may face rejection. But listen. The reason that it's difficult to be a witness usually. It has more to do with you than with the person you're witnessing. I, I look at witnessing. Now, my, my mind is a little crazy. I, I know that I... What do you call me? Crazy. <laughs> but to me, with witnessing, there are three zones. You live, you live in the zone, the witness zone? The first zone, in order to be a witness, you must go out of your comfort zone. Now, it's much more comfortable for me just to watch this person and say, well, dirty rotten sinner. 
你不能够好像把你的种子有人离你二十尺远就扔吧种子扔过去你需要能够为基督来讲出来你需要能够为基督来讲出来 out of your comfort zone. Now the second reason it's uncomfortable. because you're invading somebody else's personal zone. Now you know, Isaac and me, we, 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 we have an agreement. Certain things we don't talk about. When you work with somebody, you don't talk about it. Don't get in my personal space. I need my space. I got my space. Isaac has the witness to me, you're going to get into my space. You can talk about me. Problems. The need for Christ. You've just invaded somebody's Private property. That makes you feel uncomfortable, doesn't it? You have to get out of your comfort zone. And you have to invade the person's personal comfort zone. But when you do that, there's a third zone. The Holy Spirit zone. Because that's when the Holy Spirit can work. It's when you make yourself vulnerable. You share with your associate how much you love Jesus Christ. Now you may be persecuted for that. The person may seem to be offended by it. But the only way you can share precious seed is from heart to heart. And when somebody really sees a witness, they see Jesus in the witness, and they sense the Holy Spirit convicting them. So we read that verse in Acts chapter 5. Peter says we are witnesses of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. But that's not your problem. We are witnesses, but so is the Holy Spirit that Jesus is risen from the dead. Everybody's got their own idea. Some people believe in all kinds of crazy crystals. If you have crystals, that's all you need. Some people believe in Chinese medicine. All kinds of stuff. That's your belief, my belief. But if you're a witness, you believe the truth. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Now the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. He loves it when somebody says the truth. 
you can tell somebody, look at these three, uh, uh, these three crystals I bought down at the store. This will make you feel better. Now, do you think the Holy Spirit's going to do anything if you say that? In case anybody here is putting your uh, you know, hope in uh, crystals, I'm sorry. But what if you say to somebody, Jesus Christ can change your life and give you eternal life? Up in heaven, you hear the alarm bell, ring, 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 somebody spoke the truth. <sighs> Holy Spirit comes down and brings it into the person's heart. I like the Chinese fire station. <laughs> now, why is that? Well, we turn to John chapter 16. And in verse 7 of John 16, Jesus says, When I go away, I'm going to send you another helper. Now here is the Holy Spirit's job in this matter of witnessing. You can count on it. Verse 8. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So you can witness to somebody of the righteousness in Christ and the sin in their lives which he can forgive. And then when you go home, uh, 11 o'clock you go to bed, you fall asleep. Now the person you witness to goes to bed 11 o'clock. They see it's the same old news, they turn off the TV. Now they try to go to sleep. But something starts saying inside it. You're a sinner. Jesus is your righteousness. You can get saved through Jesus. You need Jesus. Now, it may be what you said, but it's the Holy Spirit haunting that person. Because his job is to come into somebody's life and convince them that Jesus is real. But the Holy Spirit must wait for us to speak. And that involves us getting out of the comfort zone and all of these things. Now, I don't want to ask how many of you are basically fearful and chickens. I don't like to see a show of hands when everybody raises their hand. But you know what? You have to deny yourself to be a witness. You know what a witness is when you put it in a larger perspective? You remember in Revelation chapter 12 when Satan attacked the Christians. But what did these martyrs, these witnesses do? 
They overcame because they stayed under the blood of Jesus. They spoke the word of the witness. And they loved not their lives even unto death. Now in this world, you need to stay under the blood of Jesus. You're not perfect. You're still making mistakes. But when you're under the blood of Jesus, when you witness to somebody, all they can see is the love of Jesus, not your sinfulness. But you must speak the word of your testimony. There again, testimony witness is the same thing. That all of that is balanced with you're willing to lay down your life. That's why to follow the Lord Jesus, he says, you have to deny yourself, take up the cross, and follow him. Another thing we should say, well, so let's turn to 2 Timothy. Have I gotten up to my limit of 10 scriptures yet? In verse 6, now you know Timothy. He was a worker who worked under the Apostle Paul. I think he was a good teacher. He loved to study. I think he wasn't such a good witness. Why? A little bit chicken. Maybe part Chinese. So listen to what Paul says to his dear, beloved uh, fellow servant, Timothy. 2 Timothy 1.6 For this reason I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power, love, and discipline. Timothy, Timothy, 再如何挑望起来。因为神赐给我们的，不是胆怯的心，乃是刚强仁爱谨守的心。Now I just want you to catch that. Did you catch that verse eight? He's saying to Timothy, now don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God.第八节特别讲，你不要以给我们的主做见证为耻，也不要以我这位主被囚的为耻。now, don't be ashamed. Jesus says, if you try to hold on to your life, you're going to lose your reward. If you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you in my kingdom. Don't be ashamed. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speak your witness of Jesus. 
Timothy, don't be afraid. Join with me in the suffering for the gospel. Now you see, here's the problem. The way things look outwardly are not always the way things really are. What do I mean by that? You want to invite somebody to the gospel meeting in three weeks. You come to them and begin to invite them. Now, when you do that, they give you excuses. Or they get mad. Or they're too proud. Or they say, you're invading my private zone. And they're resisting you. That usually means they're under conviction. If you, if you say to somebody that you know, hey, come to the gospel meeting, they say, sure, I'll come. They have no idea what's going on. I remember I, I had a girlfriend when I was in high school. She said, come to the Presbyterian church. I, I didn't know what Presbyterian meant. But she said, a guy is going to make chalk drawings. You ever seen a chalk drawing gospel guy? And I went. Why? Because she's my girlfriend. I have no idea what's going on. And this guy drew a picture of stuff. Big chalk drawing this big. And it had all kinds of stuff. He was talking about Jesus. Now, I was 16 years old. I never heard the gospel one time in my life. And then suddenly he shines the black light on the drawing. There's Jesus hanging on the cross. Like a miracle, yeah. Then he says, How many of you want to receive Jesus? And I raised my hand. I had no idea what I was doing. My girlfriend said, Hey, what were you doing? I don't know. I was looking at the chalk guy. The guy was looking for volunteers. But listen, most of the people God's working on are under conviction. Sometimes you, you can tell they're under conviction because you, as you start walking near, they go and hide. So what do you do? Here is where you are a witness of the love of God. Now I was a sophomore in college when people started to witness to me about Jesus. Now, how many of you are a sophomore in college? That's second year. The sophomore means in Greek, wise fool. It comes from Sophia, wisdom, and moron, moron. <laughs> so people started to witness to me while I was a moron. Now why are sophomores such morons? Because a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. I was already studying philosophy. I had me a pipe. I was trying to look like a philosopher. 
耶稣说这里来这里我这里有你所需要的 now, when you're a sophomore in college, you try on all kinds of clothes. Now, I think I'm a hippie. Yeah, no, I think I'm sophisticated. No, I think I'm, uh, well, whatever else you got these days. You know, people are trying on different things. So when they resist it, don't be surprised. Don't get hurt. Love them. Say thank you for talking to me. Let's talk again. You can beat me up again. I just want to tell you the truth. Ah, starts to get into somebody's heart. One, the bad news, you're not going away. They wish you would say, okay, I'll stop. I'll never talk to you again. Instead, you say, I'll talk to you next Thursday. The Holy Spirit can work when the love of God is being shown to somebody. Now we know the gospel is foolishness. But you know the gospel has an appeal that's threefold. Because it's true. So the first appeal is there are some people seeking the truth. Now they, have, they may have taken a lot of the wrong turns, but they're looking for the truth, and it's the truth that appeals to them in the gospel. Now believe it, believe it or not, number two, there are some sinners in this world who are seeking righteousness. They, they feel guilty. They know they aren't what they're supposed to be. And the gospel is a gospel that explains righteousness. And some people have a great emotional need. 
for forgiveness, for love. And the gospel is true to them as well. As you come to understand those in your household, you see that there is something that appeals to them. And you should share the gospel with them. Now, one more word to the sophomores, and then I quit. I wish that Paul had said, but of course he wasn't right, that everybody will be saved, you'll be saved, and your household, and all your schoolmates. Now, am I telling you a surprise fact when I say it's between the ages of 15 and 30 years old that most people get saved? When people are going to school, you get to exchange with people every day. People are open, they hadn't made up their minds yet about things. If you're between those ages, those people that you know and associate with, they're still open to the gospel. Now, the Philippian jailer was over 30 years old. And everybody gets saved after 30 has to go through an earthquake. Because they're so stubborn. Now, who, who in here got saved after 30 years old? Uh, there's one, two. Oh, yeah, there's there's see, and we immediately find the most stubborn people in this room. Yeah. <laughs> But wonderful God's grace. I think we'll, we'll baptize some next week who are over 30, 30 years old. Eh? I think so. Well, praise God. You know, I mean, the Lord can touch everybody. But what, what a fertile mission field it is your college people. So don't go around being a quasi Christian. Hiding under a bushel. Be who you are. Show Christ in your life. Okay, I think I've used up my number of scriptures, but I got two more. Back at the end of Colossians, we all know this wonderful couple of verses. It just gives you the sense of how to be faithful as a witness. Yeah, sorry. Uh, in Colossians chapter 4, verse 5. Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders. Outsiders. Redeeming the time. So around unbelievers, you need to have wisdom. And what's the wisdom that Paul suggests? Verse 6. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt. I love that. 
We need to be loving toward people we know. Be gracious. And when they open up being gracious, shake will soften it. Share the truth. Show them that they need something. Grace with soft. Is that you? Some people are all soft. That's not good. Some people are all great. You know, if you're a Christian and you're on a campus and you know some people who are not Christians, they watch you and they say, What's going on with that dude? He smiles all the time, but I have no idea why. Why is he smiling? I don't understand. You need to shake some salt out. Let him know why you smile. You know, it's not that Christians are supposed to be happy all the time. It's that Christians can have the same bad courses and bad teachers and still have hope and joy. So we need to have grace and salt. Our gospel meeting is coming up in three weeks. Now I want you just to think about your household. The people you know are related to. Who's on your heart? Who's that person? You have anybody? Is there anybody you're willing to weep for? Is there anybody you're willing to share some precious seed with? Now, even if they reject you or resist you, if, if, you, if, if they test you, that's okay. The truth sets them free. If you have a person in your heart, are you willing to pray about asking them to come? I'd like to tell you an age-old suggestion that works. If you ask somebody to come to a gospel meeting and they say yes, say, I'll pick you up at 9.30. Don't expect them to come by bus and rail and train and walk. You go get them. Because what happens between them saying, yes, I'll come, and the day that it comes up is an excuse comes up. Now the devil's in the excuse-making business. And his favorite excuse is manyan. <laughs> oh yes, I'll come, but not this time. Next time, oh yeah. oh, yeah. But nine o'clock, you're knocking at the door. They're not answering. So you're phoning them. And you're texting them. And you're taking them. Bring them to the meeting. One last thing. One last scripture. David's famous prayer in Psalm 51. As a couple of verses that I think are a secret in witnessing. 
Now, you know, in Psalm 51, David is praying, asking forgiveness for that which he did about Uriah and Bathsheba. Because when you sin, it's a bad witness. And it's hard for you to feel you are a witness until you get back under the blood. David is praying, asking to get under the blood. Now in this prayer, he says verses 12 and 13. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will be converted to you. 十二节，求你使我仍得救恩之乐，赐我乐意的灵扶持我，我就把你的道指教有过犯的人，罪人必归顺你。Now there in verse twelve it talks about a willing spirit.在这里十二节讲到乐意的灵。And when we have a willing spirit,当我们有一个乐意的灵的时候，sinners will be turned. Back to God. So the last question I pose to you today is Are you willing to be his witness? To share the truth. To bring the whole household in. To enjoy the salvation that's in Jesus. It begins with work and prayer. And then out of love, you're willing to get out of your comfort zone and talk to somebody about the Lord. And then to be willing to invite them to come and bring them. Now, do you have a willing spirit? Or are you just going to leave it to somebody else to do? If you have somebody on your heart, God arranges times of harvest. October 5th is a harvest day for some people who will be brought into the kingdom. Now that person who's on your heart, they may not come October 5th, but you've invited them. But the Lord will work on their hearts for another time. But the Lord has called for us to have a gospel meeting October 5th because He wants a harvest. So blessed are those who go forth weeping, bearing precious seed. They shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. Bringing sheaves to the glory of Jesus. Let's let that be our heart. Whoever the Lord impresses you, you begin to pray for that member of the household. And let's pray the Lord will gather in a wonderful gathering of sheaves on October 5th. Pray with us about that.
Join with us about that. We have this promise. The Holy Spirit has come upon us. We are His witness. In the name of Jesus. Under the precious blood. Willing to lay our lives down. That's a witness. Let's pray. Just ask a, a few of you to pray before we go.